Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Reef Podcast. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving a review on Podchaser, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to the show. It really, really helps us out in terms of pushing the show and giving it a fighting chance of just reaching the people and hopefully growing the show further and further. So if you'd like to help us out, those are the ways to do it. In addition, you can also subscribe to us on patreon.com slash christianreeve and support my efforts in terms of bringing this show to you. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. In a post on Instagram, you stated that our spirit sometimes gives us small signs that we are on the right path in life. What are these signs that we should look out for? Well, for myself, and they're going to be individualized to people, but deja vu is often to me a feeling, and you guys can Google deja vu because my explanation of it is just basically you feel like you've been there before and that this was kind of a memory versus mm. a feeling. Um, deja vu often very much makes me feel like I'm on the right path. Uh, repeating numbers, a lot of people are like, oh, they're angel numbers or they're this or they're that. I quit looking stuff up. It was too time-consuming. But I did start taking a picture on my phone. So when I get repeating numbers on my phone, like 555, I just take a quick picture and say, thank you. And it just kind of says, whatever I'm doing at that moment, I'm headed in the right direction. Um, Hmm. What are some other ones? I love it when uh, birds fly in front of me unexpectedly in places where you wouldn't expect them to fly in front of you. Because I always feel like that's spirit. I also feel like our spirit team is very often um, family members. There's different there's different um, opinions on this as well. There's there's as many opinions in the spirituality niche as there are in any other niche. I definitely feel like some of our Passover people who didn't function well in life are over there learning through us still. So sometimes when I get a dysfunctional relationship, for example. Um, I'll bring up my own stepdad. He he was very dysfunctional. And when he came through to other mediums, and when I've had people come through to me who were dysfunctional in life, they often come through with a notebook and a pen. And they say, oh, I could have I done that instead. And they are learning through very often the very person that I'm giving the reading to. Does that make sense? They're continuously looking down here, going through a life review, realizing how they messed up, realizing how what they did to mess up um, has affected generations and created ripples of, of cycles. And well, my first question there though, would be, isn't it too little too late if you passed on and you know, no, no. Okay. Here, here's what a lot of people want you to think. They want you to think that you get to the other side and it's all love and light. And some suddenly you're omnipotent and you just know everything. And you're like your own little God. I don't believe that. And it's not what I've seen. I think that this is a learning phase. And I think that when we get over there, we keep a lot of people also say that we lose our ego when we get to the other side. I don't believe that either because our ego is who we are. It it is a necessary component to our personality. As long as it's not up to up here and it's not too down here, there's a balance to everything, moderation and everything. Right. And so what happens is it, it is my opinion from what I have seen from the other side is that they are still learning on the other side and that the lessons that they learn down here are part of what they take to the other side in order to start becoming a better person, a more whole person, what have you. I have brought through so many apologies from the other side to people. Now, having said that, 
anybody who's a sitter or a human, let's say if I was sitting for you and there was someone on the other side that you did not want to talk to, I never, ever tell somebody they have to talk to them. And you will have mediums who are like, you need to forgive them to move on. No, you don't. No, you don't. You need to forgive yourself. You need to be kind to yourself. But you don't need to talk to someone who abused you from the other side or from any side. You don't need to have a conversation through a medium who is trying to force something on you. So if I ever have somebody who says, I don't want to talk to that person, I stop immediately and I tell spirit to go away. She doesn't want to talk to you. Now, if the human, the sitter is up to apologies, then I will absolutely also go in and get those. But I would never force someone to have any conversation that they didn't want to have with anyone. So that's also something that's a little bit different about me because I know that I was, I was pushed to have a conversation one time with my stepdad and I was like, no. <laughs> and, 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 and period. I say no so much better now. I say no so much. No is actually a complete sentence. So, so as far as the signs from the other side that you're on the right path, it can also be just in your gut. Does it feel good? You guys, everybody has to start listening to their body. They need to start. If you are consistently sick, um, now, there's. I'm not a doctor, and there's going to be some medical reasons why some people are consistently don't feel good. But if you're consistently feeling down or nauseous or or whatever, start listening to your body. Go ahead and Google, what does it mean when I've put on too much weight in my belly? Um, because it often means that you are being very self-protective of your energy. And a belly is kind of a shield, right? It can also mean you're eating too much ice cream. So don't go crazy. But Yeah, I was going to say, like, it could, it could just be a diet, you know? <laughs> like, it can. It absolutely can. But what, we feel, but what we don't think about is how our body corresponds to certain emotions. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of a woo-woo thing. But when I look stuff up, it has it has well, correlated. Well, even even like, let's say because there's again there's going to be a lot of people that listen to the show that are like, what the hell are they talking about? This is nonsense. <laughs> I feel you. I'm there with you, man. I always keep a degree of skepticism. But I think in this specific instance, I mean everything's connected, isn't it? When our emotions inevitably have an impact on you know your ability to eat. You know, I, I can tell you like when I get anxious, man. I just, my stomach plays up like something awful, can't eat, can't sleep, all of that, you know. So it is all tied together um, in some shape or form. And yeah, it's it's important. I don't know. I, I try to look at it. It's like the mind, body and soul thing. Like you, you take care of the things on a scientific level, you know, that you, that you should do, that you should take care of. And then, I don't know, keep your, your mind open to the, the spiritual stuff and the psychic stuff and take what you believe and, to be true and it's yeah. all a process and it's all a process and i never like for example um some people are like well now you don't believe in god i say i'm i'm not religion shaming anyone if if it works for you then it works for you in that moment it might not work for you five years from now sure. what i believed 20 years ago is not what i believe now you know and and 20 years from now maybe i'll look back and be like i don't believe some of what I believe now. Do you know what I, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I just I just caution people though that you know at the risk of I'm not trying to put people down in my niche, but I would caution people that when you're at your deepest grief or when you're at really a crossroads, 
you should not be paying people a lot of money to give you advice that's available to you from you. Um, you should never, there are no curses that people can remove. There are no spells that will bring back your ex. They're an ex for a reason. There are no, <laughs> um, unfortunately, I, I heard about a lady who is scammed out of $130,000 by Jeez. a psychic. And this is where my mind is boggled because who the hell has that much money laying around? But who would give it to somebody for for this? And so what? it's just... Again, right back to what you said. It's If you're desperate, if you're yeah. in a position yeah. where, you know, you're just so unhappy, you're obsessed with this particular thing, you know, you, there's something you desperately want or that you're in a in grief, then no amount of money is too much money in that sense. And, and sadly, and sadly, that's true. And that's how lonely people get conned out of money by, you know, Precisely. people who are being catfished as well. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, um, you... <sighs> I just want people to know that they're not, I end up talking people out of psychic readings a lot. I had a gal who was addicted to them. She came to me and I said, um, I'm just not going to see you anymore because you're not listening to what I've told you in the past. And you're not listening to yourself. You actually know what you need to do and you aren't doing it because you're looking for someone else to feed you a line of shit. And so she had to quit coming <laughs> because I'm not, you know, we, you guys have so much power that you don't give yourselves credit for. So. Let's switch things up. What's the most profound or life-changing paranormal experience you've had? Oh, my word. Uh, the readings that I give, the one that there's, okay, so there's a couple things that jump into my mind really fast. So I'm going to talk about the premonition and then I'm going to talk about um, this guy. So one of the things that comes through for me sometimes, I was doing an animal communication reading. And honestly, I, I have too many, but this is the one that, that pops into my mind. I'm sitting there doing a cat reading for this woman. And, and the cat really was just kind of done. The cat was like 19. And this woman wanted to move to North Carolina with a cat. And I'm trying to gently say it might be time to let the cat go. And she's saying, I already let a cat go one time. I can't do it again. And so instead of um, instead of wanting to do what was best for the cat, she's wanting to do what was best for her. As I'm doing this reading, her husband is sitting in the chair next to my table. And I said, there's a 17-year-old here. And do you, do you have children? No. Okay. And I've learned that sometimes I have to go in this big circular fashion when information comes in. And I said, all right, well, there's a 17 year old here. He has dark hair. He's tall. He's kind of lanky. He doesn't, he's not on a phone like everyone is. He actually reads books. He's very good at math. He wants to be an engineer maybe, or he's going to be an engineer. And you don't know this kid. You don't know this kid. This kid does not exist. No, no, no. I want to talk about my cat. I want to talk about my cat. Okay. All right. So then I'm talking about the cat and I come back. I was like, listen, this kid is here again. <laughs> I'm sorry, but sometimes this is the way it happens. She looks at her husband and her husband looks at me and I had said he had piercing eyes. And I realized that the husband has incredibly piercing blue eyes. So then he sits across from me and she goes, could it be him? I was like, oh my God, it was his younger self coming into the conversation. I know. I, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. You've just <laughs> opened a can of worms here. You're saying it's possible to speak to your younger self in a spiritual fashion. Absolutely. 
So let me finish this because I'll forget. So he's sitting across from me and I said, okay, because now his hair is gray. So I would not have known that his hair was dark. So his hair is gray. He is tall and lanky. And I said, when you were 17, would you understand that your life changed dramatically and that there was something that you always wanted to do, but you never did it? Now, on the one hand, that sounds a little bit vague. But on the other hand, he knew exactly what I was talking about. He had been accepted to a very prestigious military school over here in the U.S. at 17. And he was going in to become a pilot. And at 18, he screwed it up and got kicked out of that school and never became a pilot. And so his younger self was coming in saying, you're not dead yet. Go learn to fly. And I'm giving him this message and he started to tear up a little bit. And he's like, this is crazy. This is incredible. And I said, and and so the conversation did not go that linear, right? So the conversation, I said, there's something you wanted to do. He said, I wanted to be a pilot. And I'm like, okay, your younger self is like, let's go do it. Let's go kick ass. Let's go learn to fly. Now, sadly, the wife still just wanted to talk about her cat. And I'm like, this is amazing. I was going to say, like, like, priorities here. Like, I was like, this is the most amazing reading. And bless her heart, she just wants to talk about this cat that's like, please put me down, put me down. So um, it isn't the first time and it wasn't the only time that I've talked to someone's future self and younger self, but it doesn't always come in. There was one time, this one gal, she was in a little bit of a state of depression. And I went back and I said, um, I am seeing you between the ages of 19 and 21. And I'm seeing this and I'm seeing this and I'm seeing this. And she started to smile. And I said, that, that's what your younger self, go back and visit with yourself from the ages of 19 to 21. And I want you to figure out what she has that you forgot to bring forward with you. And it was crazy. And I get the best uh, feedback afterwards. I even have on my Facebook and in the and in the niche, by the way, it's not totally unheard of. So it's not like it's not like this has never happened before. But on my on my Facebook somewhere, there is a meditation for a conversation with your younger self. It's more aligned to people who have been through trauma and who need to forgive themselves. Um, but it is it is a good meditation if anybody wants to just go, you know, listen to that. But then another one that I had was when I first, I've always had experiences. Most of us had, by the way, just let me, I forgot to plug the fact that we all have this. We all have this. We can all be mediums. We can all be psychic. We can all be intuitive. We can all talk to animals. I do not believe it. I'm special. I do not believe God came down and put something on a silver platter and handed it just to me. This has always existed. I believe it's part and parcel of being a human. So let me get that out there. Um, Anybody who says otherwise, anybody who says my gift or, you know, you can't do this. um, They're usually the ones that are full of crap. Um, Well, let me ask you a quick follow up to that. Why do you think then if that's true, why do you think then the majority of people are not open to that or not able to access that or don't even have the slightest bit of a psychic feeling or whatever? Because they do, but they discredit it or they put themselves down or they reason themselves out of it. How many times have you been shown a sign when you're like, oh, that was just a coincidence? 
So it's just a coincidence that you saw a loved sure, one. But okay, let's let's ramp this up. Let's flip this for a second. Let's say the concept uh, the concept of seeing ghosts, right? Okay. I've always thought in the context of what you're talking about, this has always been a good sign because it's like if you can see ghosts, chances are you're more open to the spirit world or that kind of energy or whatever, right? And if you can't ever see ghosts and you're in the same space as that other person who can see it and you can't see it, what does that sort of represent? So my whole life, I wanted to see ghosts. And I know that sounds weird. I wanted to see dead people. I know. And again, I had never had a tarot reading before I started this. I had never had a mediumship reading. I did not know what I was doing when I started this. I picked up a tarot deck and I got online and I just started faking it and putting shit together. But it turns out when you go back and you look at your life, there are things you've seen. There are instances that you've known. For example, when I was five, my mother was pregnant. And I told her, I said, there's two babies in there. And this would have been 1973, 74. And she was like, no, there's just one because ultrasounds weren't a thing back then. Right. And well, they were, but they were expensive and we weren't, we were, didn't have the money. So I said, no, there's two, one for you and one for me. And she's like, Mariana such an imagination. And this is where we start to get shut down because we start to get, um, you know, we start to discredit what the child is telling us. Um, so then my aunt Charletta, my mother went in to have her babies. My aunt Charletta wakes me up on the couch and she said, Mariana, you were right. There's two babies. I said, I know. I told yeah. you there was two babies and my mother had twins. And so that was one of the but I also had a guardian angel. I also thought I played with fairies. Who knows if I did? I This is ahead. something I wanted to ask you about is the concept of a guardian angel. Because I've always wondered about this. I feel like I have one, but I don't know. I, I think we're I think we're given I think we're either we're either given to them or they're given to us. And I do believe that we just get one like at birth. And I also have questioned whether it's just our higher self. Is he, it guardian he, he, angel? Plain devil's advocate flipping it over. Like, let's say that that were true. Why then do some of us suffer so greatly and others sort of manage to get through things? Because like when I look at my life and everything I've been through, despite the difficult times and the hard stuff and everything, I feel like I was somewhat protected at least because I got through all of that stuff and I owe that part in due to my own efforts part in due to like the people that supported me helped me for the years and then also maybe this higher being I don't know like I sometimes look at certain things and I'm like I don't know maybe there was something at play there but why then does it not apply to everyone so I I'm actually pretty um fluid in this area because I'm not 100% sure what I believe in this area because I don't think that any children asks to be assaulted as a child. And so what got one child through it that didn't get another child through it? I also used to seek out religious trauma in my youth for whatever reason. <laughs> like if I just prayed hard enough and I would go to church and nobody was even asking me to go to church and I would like walk down. It was in California. It was called Garden Farms. And and um, I would walk to this little, you know, one room schoolhouse that was a church. And you know, I wanted to believe so bad in God. But then I cannot put my, I cannot wrap my mind around a God who allows one child to die at the hands 
of a parent say and one child not to. And so I hesitate to believe it. And I, and okay. It, it's like this. A lot of people believe in soul contracts in this niche. Mm. I do not. I think that we have blueprints. I think we have high points. I think we have yes lessons, but you cannot tell me that I sat in my life between lives and signed up for some of this. You can't tell me that. That's, that, that, that was my first thought when I heard about yeah. the whole soul contract yeah. thing idea. I was like, There's no but way. Why, why would you, I mean, but then the, the counter argument to that would be like, oh, well, you accept the certain limitations. You accept the challenges because that's you're just going blaming to yourself again. It's just gaslighting again at a higher level. You're gaslighting the shit okay. out of yourself. Well, let, let's hold on a sec. Let's, let's, let's assume that this soul contracts thing is, is true. Right. Okay, but hold on, hold on. Let me get this because I'll forget. Sure. If it's true, how would anyone sign up to be one of these poor children who are sex trafficked? Because some of them never even make it out. So there's no lesson to be learned. The would, idea behind I mean, this, this is what I would have as, as the counter argument to that. Because okay. I think it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I don't, I, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I don't believe in it because it's there's so many people that are born into this world and just suffer and yeah. then pass away and i'm like what has been learned there and literally like yeah. uh, do you know what i mean like i and that's where it's like i don't know what i believe same as you i don't know like because i've always just looked at things and gone life is unfair nothing yeah. means anything <laughs> well no but like on a, on a serious but note sometimes like, that's true life, it's, it's life, like, life is unfair yeah and you know, i just look at stuff like that and i'm like how how are you supposed to navigate this and and be a decent human being and do the and right thing you brought it all on yourself right and how are you not supposed to be like constantly angry at the world or frustrated with the world or you know like i just try to do the small good stuff that i can do in my life and just try my best to put positive stuff out there that's what i try to do right but, but i look another, at it there's another thing as a medium that i think is very detrimental and dangerous um i know a woman um who lost her daughter and her daughter was only 16 or 17. Right. And so she went to see a medium before she knew that I was a medium. And this medium said, well, you agreed to this in your soul contract. Oh, it is the worst time. Number one, even if you believe in soul contracts, that should not come up in a mediumship reading because that is your personal belief. And that is a bias, in my opinion. And it I just can't imagine in- saying that to someone no, who's child's no. passed away. And like, I oh, was- it's your fault. What? Literally. Like, I you thought- agreed to this. No, I didn't. I was what? so... I was so angry to hear that. And so there's a lot of toxicity in this niche. And that's why I really feel like I'm talking myself right out of this niche. I mean, there's just Dude. so many, well, there's I, so I, many I, people I'll add to this say real, the weirdest shit. I'll, I'll add to this just real quick. Like, I, th- I think it's it's refreshing. And I think my, my listeners and my followers will, will really get a lot out of what you're saying. Because it's like, you, look. You keep an open mind and you're skeptical and you question things in an area that like a lot of people just think is nonsense. Like let's let's be yeah. real here. A lot of people yeah. will will see Absolutely. this episode, they'll listen to this and they'll be like, Oh, all this is nonsense. I only believe in science, I only believe in this, I only believe in that. And that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like I when when we look at the fundamentals, no human being knows one way or another what's definitive. You know, we have what's in front of us, we have what we we know to be true and then we have what we think we know to be true and everything in between right it's mm-hmm. it's hard as this is one of the reasons why i i or probably the main reason why i keep myself 
completely open to everything like all religions all concepts everything because it's like there's no definitives you know and and you see it you see it like I've, i've met religious people over the years who are like no it's definitely this and i'm like I don't argue with them because I'm like, you believe what you believe, but (laughs) you won't win. Well, there's that, but like, it's just how how can we be that definitive? But I know it becomes because of conviction and belief, and they just that's them, and I'm not going to try and interfere with that. But I just I I don't get it. But at the same time, it's like when you're looking at this, I think it's important to question everything in life, and never stop questioning things in life. I yeah. agree. Like when I was at school, it baffled me that, you know, people would, teachers would tell you not to question things. I'm like, is that not the point of life to question <laughs> everything and to learn constantly? Like, how are things just, oh, it, well, it just is this way? But why is that that way? Why yeah. not this way? Why why is it this and not this? Why did we start, decide that it's like this? Like, and so, so on. That so that was forth. also me as a child as well. So again, right. I'm Gen X. So it was be seen, not heard. And I was consistently asking why. And I still do. And so even in, in like, I still have a nine to five job. One reason is because oh, wow. I, I don't want to take the fun out of what I do. I don't want to take the fun out of psychic readings and mediumship readings to where I have to make a certain amount of money in a month to pay my bills. So I go to my nine to five. Also, a lot of people see this industry as a way to get rich. They take a tarot weekend class and then suddenly they're reading and charging money. Mm. They take a a two week mediumship class and suddenly they're, they're reading and charging money. This takes years of development to do it right. Let me put it that way. And um, I didn't get into this to be rich, and I'm not rich. I I have you know I'm not not anywhere close to being rich or a celebrity, and that's not my goal. You know, well, well knock on wood, I would like to be rich, universe, but it's not my goal. <laughs> I always love that. I always say that. I'm like, oh, I don't care about money, but like, if someone gave me a million tomorrow, I wouldn't say no. Just say, oh yeah, <laughs> people that say money can't buy happiness, they're not doing it right. I'm like, exactly, I totally agree. <laughs> So really fast, going back to another experience that I had and that a lot of people have that they don't even realize they had. I was about probably 10 or 11, and um, I used to just scare the living shit out of myself, and it never occurred to me that I wasn't a big scaredy cat. It never occurred to me that it was the other side trying to communicate with me. And so there's this very one specific incident where I um, – it was about dusk. It was in Templeton, California. We had this house. And the doors would shut because if you open one window and another window is open, sometimes doors shut. And so that would always scare the hell out of me. But there was a perfectly good explanation for it. So some things I could explain, some things I never could. I go down to the house from the neighbor's house. We were going to swim. I go down there to get a bathing suit. There's no one in the house. It's dusky so that, you know, the the sun's kind of coming through the windows at odd angles. And I hear a door slam upstairs. And it gets my attention. Now, I know that it's just slamming because the air is moving through the house, right? And that's that. I'm like, okay, Mariana, uh, obviously somebody left a window open. It's not that big of a deal. You don't have to freak yourself out. And I knew that if I looked around the wall and up the stairs, there was a man there with something in his hands. And I saw a silhouette completely in my mind's eye of this man at the top of the stairs as a silhouette. And I did not look around the wall. (laughs) I ran back up to the neighbor's house and my mom's like, where's your bathing suit? And she's like, oh my God, you scared yourself again, didn't you? And I was like, but mom, but mom, but mom, I don't want to hear about it. Okay. 
it took me until I started down this path to realize that was actually a premonition. Because I've mentioned I had a dysfunctional childhood. It was after that, that my stepdad threw my mother down the stairs. He was drunk. She was drunk. And I am laying over my mother looking up the stairs and he is silhouetted against the bathroom light with a shotgun in his hands. Oh my God. It was a premonition. The other side had been trying to talk to me for so long that I just assumed and put it in the, put it in this weird space where it must be my imagination. It must be my imagination. Well, guess what you need to talk to the other side? You need your imagination. You need your mind's eye. And that skeptic made fun of me one time. And she says, well, she says she's seeing things. Um, so do musicians. So do artists. So does anyone who has the ability to have an imagination or daydream. So it's not a put down. It's a compliment. Psych. Right. But, and I know that was a very heavy story. Um, but the other side was trying to communicate with me and, or I just had the ability and a lot of people do. I'm not special. A lot of people have the ability to see things before they happen. It's the ability to put two and two together that's hard. You talk about imagination, about this idea of, you know, being able to visualize these things. I know there's people listening. I'm looking at you, Vilma, uh, who will be kind of thinking about this. And I bet she's kicking herself listening to this. She'll be like, oh, I wish you told me uh, there's loads of questions. I know. I'm sorry. Um, she always talks about manifestation. She's she's firm believer in that. I go back and forth on it. I, I get I'm frustrated. Not a, I'm, I, I'm not a big man of. No, you don't think there's I any. Think, I, think, I think hard work and opportunity and you say yes, I think that's manifest. But to speak to the visualization for a second. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, okay, let's. It's fine I try whether, it. I whether try you believe it, it or right, whether you believe <laughs> in it or you don't. Like, I think that maybe when Vilma talks about it, like I think the only part of it that I truly there's two there's two aspects to it that I think are, are legit. I think that you, I think you do have to kind of feel and operate in that kind of sphere that you want to be in. Like, how would I feel if I had this kind of thing? But I think that's more to do with just putting yourself in the right mindset, like being positive so that you can receive. So if an opportunity comes, you're not negative and you push it away, you know, but then again, that's less maybe manifestation and more just having the right attitude. But then the other element to it, I think that's really important is this idea of being able to visualize what that looks like. So like sometimes I like to think about, and it's more like a dream, I guess, but like, Oh, I've become a successful actor and here's me on the uh, premiere to whatever getting interviewed or here's me on you know the Oscars or, or whatever right yeah, and yeah. I can visualize I can see it in my head I can imagine myself I could see a picture of myself and I you know perhaps that's manifestation perhaps it's delusion but <laughs> whatever it is um it you know, certainly you have to have but that's a really good point. Before we get too far, there is a fine line between sure. delusional, this is never going to happen, and I have a mental um, issue, Sure. and I can see myself doing that. Here's the hard part that has been for me. I've had a hard time going from Mariana, the potty mouth, 
uh, who's been in the army and who's been a waitress and who's been oh, cool. um, wow. out. Right. And going to the next level, because I also have a graduate education. I also have 30 years in the, in the um, public affairs arena, but it's very difficult for me to go from the Mariana who likes to have a good time and wants to be friends with everybody to the Mariana who needs to focus and move up to the next level. And so sometimes I think that manifesting or, or visualizing gets you used to the next level before you get to the next level so that when you get to the next level, you actually know what to do. Do you know, I think it's like two different lives though. Cause I always look at it yeah. like, well, cause you, you mentioned there, like some of the careers that you've had, things that you do. I mean, well, that's just the, the person plugged into the system you know it's, it's like me like I, I very much feel that acting is is part of who i am right but it's not me at a soul level i mean maybe it speaks to the idea of of like how i convey certain messages and stuff true you can make that argument but like at the same time it's also just what we do to survive isn't it we have these different things these different jobs these different things we do in life to survive and then any work that we do i suppose on our higher self that's a different path entirely i mean they do interlink don't get me wrong but like at the same time it's like they're two different lives are they not i would agree with that and it goes back to being fragmented and it goes back to talking to the different parts of yourself sure and then and then being cohesive and finding a balance within um i want to be christian the actor mm. currently i'm christian the podcaster but years ago, I was Christian the kid in high school. You know what I mean? These are still all Christian, right? But well, it's, it's, it's like, really I'll add to this as well. Like, so I'm doing both. Like I do acting, I do podcasting, I do all these different things. And the best way I can describe it is for me, I feel like I'm plugging into something different every time I do it. The way yes. this feels when I do this, when I talk to someone yeah. and I'm there having a conversation with someone feels totally different from acting or doing a live stream or whatever and as you said it's different parts of yourself i feel like you're plugging into different areas like i'm sure when you do uh, public affairs stuff right you're using a different part of yourself in that you know absolutely right. absolutely and then when i'm just mariana with a glass of wine sitting hey. around with my girlfriends but that's all of us right exactly and so it's just it's just figuring out how to mold those parts together and get kind of to the next level I'm not big into manifesting because I think it sets people up to just sit around and daydream. You have to do action. You have to do. Well, yeah. All I was going to add to that is, is I think it's a mixture, isn't it? Like you, yeah. no action is no action. You're not going to get anywhere. Like you can't just sit there and dream the light. Like you have to put the work in. Yeah. You have to exactly. work. Yeah. And I, exactly. I, I think a lot of the time as well, it's, I mean, what Vilma always stresses with this, she never disagrees with what I'm saying about putting the work in or having the right attitude, but she always does say you have to be consistent with manifestation and you have to never not believe. You have to believe you already have it. And that for me is the trickiest part to believe but I you, already have you this. You do already have it. You are already an actor. I am already. Yeah, um, I, I, my life isn't where I want it to be, though. What I want right, right, is right, right, right. different from what but, is. But to me, <laughs> To me, it's like saying, okay, a lot of people use the word ascension right now. They're like, I'm ascending. I'm ascend I'm on TikTok. So some of the shit you hear on TikTok is it is it is Pain. beyond the pale. It is painful. Um, but there's people that are I'm ascending, I'm ascending. No, you turned 50 and you quit putting up with people's bullshit. 
Women have been doing that since women have existed. It's called <laughs> getting older. <laughs> That's it. it we're, we're getting older. <laughs> and when women get past a certain age, usually over 40 to 45, and by God, by the time they're 50, we're just not putting up with people's bullshit anymore. It doesn't have anything yeah. to do with spiritual or ascending. It's an age thing. I've reached the age where your opinion, uh, I may or may not take it. And that's where I think that a lot of what a lot of everybody puts a fancy new word on shit so they can sell you something. Mm. I want to teach you how to ascend. You mean you want to teach me about my own maturity? Which life coaches do that. So I'm not saying that's not valid. I'm just saying you have to be careful about what you're being sold because there's a lot of people out here taking old ideas and acting like they're brand new and that they made it up. I didn't Bingo. make up mediumship. Yeah. yeah. I didn't make up mediumship. I didn't make up psychic ability. I didn't make up animal communication. Have I put my own unique twist on it? Absolutely. Did I create it? No. No. Not even, not even by a long shot. And so we have to just be wary of people who are consistently pushing stuff on us who act like they invented it or they act like it's new. None of this is new. Manifesting isn't new. Um, I, I have a book right here, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. The first, um, the first, let me just really fast, if I can, 1952 was the first edition of this. 1952. It's 2023. There is nothing new. And this is what a lot of the people who talk about manifesting, and this is what a lot of the people who talk about stuff, they're just reading old books. They're just taking old information and then presenting it like it's suddenly a, a mystery. It's not a mystery. We've known these things for a very long time. And, you know, the funny thing as well with that, which I want to add, is that I feel like we're never really educating each other. We're just reminding each other what we've already forgotten. Yes. Oh my God. The first time someone said that to me blew my mind. Yeah. It blew my mind. They were like, well, you're just actually remembering stuff you already know, which, okay. So here's, let's, <laughs> here's a rabbit hole. I was talking to this guy on TikTok who says, you know, you're not really talking to dead people. Right. And I was like, what? And he goes, you talking to the collective subconscious. Mm. And I was like, whoa, first of all, that's deep. Yeah. And, and I'm always willing to be wrong. I'm like, is the evidence correct? Then does it matter if it came from your dead person or the collective self-conscious? It is giving you healing and closure in this moment. So does it matter technically where it came from? I do believe I'm talking to dead people, but I am open to the idea that it that I'm also talking to the collective subconscious. Why do you why do you think it is dead people and not collective subconscious i know um, you just said you're open to it but why do you think yeah. it's, it's that and not the other i think because some of the memories some of the the shared memories or the things that i bring up from people are things that they had completely forgotten about to the point that they had to go ask someone else for example that woman that i did a reading for her passed over son she did not know that his girlfriend's grandpa hung himself just a year later to the day that her son died she did not know that information so how on earth did i know that information and the only way i could have gotten that information to me is from a passed over person um but i but i am willing to 
think that there's something even bigger than that at play. I think they show us what they want us to see. There's a lot of people going, oh, you this and this and this, as if it's definitive. Uh, you haven't been dead yet. So you don't know that it's definitive, and neither do I. This is what we think. This is what we feel. This is what we understand. It doesn't make it fact. I saw a theory the other day, which, again, just to add on this, just to blow people's minds a little bit more. I'm sure you probably heard that. This idea that life, all life, is just the universe experiencing itself. This idea that like we're all, and tying into the collective consciousness, consciousness thing, this idea that we're just individualized representations of the same thing. So yeah. I remember one time my dad turned around to me and said, like, every person that you see, that's you. I'm like, what? And I hate that. Yeah, hate me that too. I'm like, that's not I me. Know. I hate that guy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but the I idea. I got that asshole over there. Don't even try. But I had a mediumship teacher from the UK actually once that said, the reason you don't like something about someone is because it's in you as well. Yeah, and, I like, oh. yeah. and I hate that shit. I'm like, no, I can absolutely dislike a child pedophile without thinking there's a child pedophile in me. That's a bizarre thought process. Or, or just like if someone's rude. Do you know what I mean? What yeah. if someone's just rude? They're just really yeah. rude and you don't like them and you just, because you don't like rudeness. Do you know I mean, I'm yeah. not rude. I'm very polite. I make exactly. sure of it because I don't and like I never, rudeness. <laughs> and I never understand that. And the other one, um, oh darn, it just left my brain. Um, oh, jealous. People say, oh, if you don't like someone, you're jealous. No, I could just conceivably not like them. And I've never assumed, if people don't like me, and there's plenty of them, I don't assume they're jealous of me. Like, I just assume they don't like my, my personality and their spirit, or my spirit and their spirit don't get along. To speak to that, though, there's this idea that, like, there are there are just irrational hatreds or dislikes for people for no reason. Like, I've had this before, where I've walked into a room and someone just doesn't like me for no reason. I've never met them, never spoken yeah. to them, they just don't like yeah. me. And it's... it. You know, it pisses me off a little bit, but at the same time, like these days, I don't really care. But it's just uncomfortable because you know, every time you're going to go into this space, there's going to be that person that just doesn't like you for no reason. So I have, I have an answer to that. I did a reading the other day for this gal who thinks she's going crazy and she is just completely overwhelmed all the time by everything that she's feeling and the emotions that she's constantly feeling, and she feels like her brain is one thing, her consciousness is one thing, her body's one thing, her anxiety's one thing, and she's like legitimately like really struggling. And so she, she contacts me for a reading. We get into this and I'm like, you are the most sensitive empath that I have probably ever run into since I've started understanding this and including me, I am an empath. I can feel the people's emotions, blah, 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 but I know how to turn it off or I'm, I'm just more of a bitch. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> so so having said that, she goes, but I literally walked into a waiting room the other day and she got nauseous before this woman walked in. And she goes, why? Why Why does this happen? And I said, because your spirit and her spirit. And and I, I hesitate to use the word demons, but that's what some people call it. Your demons and her demons don't get along. And they know, they know that they're about to meet. Um, because so many people put so many different definitions on the word demon. So I don't want, I'm just going to use spirit. And she goes, yeah, but I felt nauseous before she even got there. I said, but this was a doctor's office situation. She picked up your um, clipboard, read your name, bam, there's a connection. Immediately, people who are that sensitive 
are already tapped in to the person that's on their way in there. And her spirit didn't like that person, period. Um, some people, it goes back to don't surround yourself with assholes. She didn't like that person's spirit and her body knew that before that woman even entered the room. And I said, so you have to learn how to separate what you feel from what's coming at you. Is this energy coming at you or do you really feel it? I'll give you another example. If you're standing at the sink dancing and doing dishes and you feel happy and you're singing and then all of a sudden, and I mean nanoseconds, right? You are suddenly depressed and mad and angry and you feel like you've just been covered in chocolate sauce of depression. Is it yours? The likelihood is, is that it is not yours. And someone has either sent it to you inadvertently or you have um, taken on someone else's energy or you are feeling something from the past that has no place in this moment right now. And so this has happened to me so much that I had to figure out what is mine because a second ago I was doing just fine, singing to Bruno Mars, washing dishes. And now I'm depressed and crying and sad. And I had to realize sometimes it isn't my emotion. And then I sent it away. I don't know. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. The old bartender troop. <laughs> you, you don't have to go home, but it's 2 a.m. You can't stay here. And I send energy away all the time. And that's one of the ways that people affect you um, when you don't even realize it is that they send you bad mojo, for lack of a better term, or they tap into you or they're thinking bad thoughts about you and you feel that energy. Now, scientifically, I don't know what the word is for that. I don't really care either. I'm not a big science fan, although I am reading about quantum physics right now. But you feel what other people send you. And so you have to be um, super energetically disciplined. Yeah, I mean, there's we hear a lot of instances of this, don't we, in various forms, like the idea that you walk into a room and you can feel other people's energy, you know, sad, angry, depressed, you can. unhappy. Yeah, you can feel it. Or, you know, to speak to what you just said there, there's instances like where, what was it they say, like, if you, if you can't sleep, sometimes that means it's because you were in other people's dreams better or worse i like, have that heard that and it does make sense to me yeah. i should say it does make sense to me well what's the what's Sometimes, that other one where um something oh when your are, ears are burning it's because someone's talking about you yeah, yeah yeah no classic now again it is a classic and that is how old information gets recycled your grandma used to say that oh are your ears burning it's because someone's talking about you and and it's true that we have had uh coll colloquialisms i can't say that word very good but colloquialisms i think Coll yes. colloquialism yes that get recycled and they held merit mm. was it just your grandma saying some random cliche thing or was it actually true is that you can feel when other people are talking about you and you can i've had people call me and say were you just thinking you're talking about me and i'm like oh my god yeah absolutely and I've called other people and said the same thing. Or have you ever called someone and they're like, I was just thinking about you. I'm lucky. My ears <laughs> never burn. So no one's talking about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, nothing to worry about there. <laughs> uh, got a couple of final questions for you to kind of wrap things up. That I ask every guest. I'm quite interested to, to hear your uh, thoughts on these questions. So what's the biggest mistake that you've made? 
that you learned a valuable life lesson from? Uh, not trusting myself. I knew I knew back before I married my ex that I should not marry my ex, and I did it anyways. And then I knew I shouldn't keep having kids with him, and I did it anyways. <laughs> so we often, love, or just uh, love, stupidity, trauma, uh, hmm. self-esteem issues, codependency issues, um, thinking that it was normal because I had been raised with narcissism, so I thought being treated this way was actually normal when it wasn't. Um, which is another reason that I, I don't believe in soul contracts. I don't believe that I, I wasted my best uh, looking years on purpose to learn some lesson, you know? Um, so one of my biggest regrets is that I did not tap into my intuition sooner and that I did not listen to myself sooner. And I will tell people things and, and then it, I will be proven to be right. And I don't want to walk around saying, I told you so, but I realized after a certain amount of time, decades, honestly, that I'm not listening to myself. Like I said it, I journaled it, it turned out to be right. And I still am reasoning other people's bad behavior. I, okay, you said something about apologies earlier. And the thing is with a narcissist, they will apologize. They just don't mean it because yeah. they will continue to do the same thing that they've done. And it took me years to realize that it wasn't an actual apology because they're still doing the same thing that they already apologized for. What's like the old apology. expression, your words mean nothing. If you if you don't attach mm -hmm. meaning to your words, meaning that, you know, if you say sorry, you you know, you actually take own you take responsibility, you take accountability, yeah. and then you rectify your mistake. That's the point of exactly. an apology. If you That's then just, an actual apology. Yeah, or like narcissists, yeah. I feel like they'll not just do what you've outlined there, but they'll also do something where they kind of flip it. So it's like, oh, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Yes. Or da -da 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 -da, you know, and it's like... <sighs> Which had me questioning myself forever. And now we have so many books about gaslighting and narcissism. And yes, the word does get tossed around too much. But unfortunately, especially in America, it is an epidemic. It, it is a literal epidemic and maybe it always was and we just didn't recognize it. So there's that idea. But for anyone out there that is consistently excusing other people's bad behavior, you need to start um, kind of pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and realizing that your intuition is talking to you and it's telling you go do something else. It's telling you that, you know, um, yeah. So, so I guess that was a long way to say, I wish I had listened to myself earlier. Thanks for sharing. What's the best advice you've ever received? Oh my goodness. I hope this doesn't sound wrong, but I don't think I've received it yet. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting. Um, so I think that's the first time I've had that as well to that response. Uh, well, there uh, you go. First time. <laughs> yeah. So right. so I'm open. I'm I'm still open to the best advice I'll ever receive. How about that? <laughs> beautiful yeah what's the biggest life lesson you've learned so far i think that definitely goes back to the intuition um but it's also about not beating yourself up whatever it is that you've done whatever it is that you've put up with whatever it is that has already gone on is basically over so you can't relive the past you can't live in the future you have to live right now Best advice I can give is to be mindful of right now. Do you make a list about your goals? Absolutely. 
but do you live those it, it that kind of goes back to visualization yes you should visualize where you're headed but you can't live in that constant energy you have to live right now you and i are doing a podcast right now my energy is with you right now i am very mindful of this moment and we don't do that enough it's one we of the do reasons i do like the show that. to be honest yeah that's that's the weird thing about it like i've noticed that, like also um this doing this has made me a better conversationist go figure right but like because you sit there and you absorb that part you know your phone's away you're not touching that you're there with the person you're trading going back and forth you know you lose yourself like the amount of times i've been sitting there with a friend or my partner or a family member and an hour or two goes past and you're like where did the time go but you were there embracing each other yeah so really quick, I, I record every um, I record every reading I do. But when I go to events, I can't. I, I have figured out how to voice record. But I think that I was missing the point is that some things are meant to be experienced without recording them. Some things are meant to be experienced in the moment and for you and for that person only. And some of the most amazing, powerful, and impactful readings that I've done or had, no one else will ever see or know because they're over and they were between that person and myself at that moment. And they can't be recreated either because it was at that moment. I'll say as well, from a business standpoint, um, taking the professional wrestling industry as an example, I see a lot of the time they do exactly the same thing. They'll do like a live tour of like their podcast or show or whatever. And it will be like, you know, for their ears only and you never see any clips or videos released from those things i assume they're banned from the venue and i think from a business perspective that's brilliant you know make it exclusive uh makes it more intimate and you know um gives people more of a reason to go check out the live experience versus you know the you know there's got to be a difference there's got to be a reason that you're paying your money towards it it is one of the reasons I also teach in person on Zoom. Somebody was like, you can't be in person on Zoom. Well, I'm in person on Zoom. Yeah. Because I do think there are video, and, and I will make video courses in the future, and there are benefits to video courses. But me being there telling you something in the moment helps you learn, in my opinion, so much better and faster than you watching a video and then asking me a question two weeks later. In a, in a zoom and so it's one of the reasons um i teach in person if that makes sense final question for you do you have any upcoming projects or final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners um i do i have um if if you're a medium or if you're an animal communicator and you want to take a workshop i have it december 9th it can be anywhere it'll be on zoom and it's about messages and evidence in mediumship One of the things that you can also pay attention to are the mediums or the animal communicators who are not giving specific evidential messages. So one of the biggest things in mediumship is that it's messages are you're supposed to get messages, right? That's how I learned it. And that's how, um, and that's how I work. Well, those messages can't be your grandma standing behind you and she has her arm on your shoulder and she's giving you a hug. That's not a message. That is a vague um line of shit right or your mother loves you well i would hope so (laughs) that's a mother's job right those aren't messages messages are very specific to the person to the moment um for example the other day i gave a message to someone um 
of course it's going to elude me now, but it was, it, it had to do with her health and it was something that we had not talked about during the reading, but the person who had passed over brought it up and brought up something very specific and then brought up something very specific about the child in her life. And I have these on YouTube. If anybody is interested and they are glutton for punishment or the sound of my voice, go to YouTube. Um, I have loaded a ton of readings, um, just language warning. I have an incredible potty mouth. Um, <laughs> but so anyways, December 9th, I do have a workshop coming up. It's a reasonable price. Um, it's about messages and evidence in mediumship. It's a three hour, two hours instruction, one hour of hands-on. And then I do teach energy reading. So I teach psychic and then we move into evidential mediumship and then we move into animal, communi <laughs> animal communication and then we even touch on um, nonverbal communication. So that's four modalities in one class. And I'm teaching one now, and I'll be teaching one again in January or February. Just keep an eye on my website, which is soulcircle.vip, like very important people or very important pets. Um, other than that, I also do teach standalone animal communication at a fraction of the cost that some of these people are gouging you guys for. And in a fraction of the time, I do a 12-week course and you will be talking to animals in 12 weeks, period. Well, let me not set myself up for failure. I haven't had it fail yet, but there's always that one person, right? But I have I have one student, 12 weeks at a fraction of the cost of what some of these people are gouging for. And she got on my TikTok the other day and did an amazing animal reading as a student for someone else. And I, I believe that's on my tick or uh, YouTube as well. So, and I'm open. So whatever, you know, podcasts. Um, I, I don't want to be a celebrity, but I do want to be educational, if that makes sense. So I, I want to be like a, more of a teacher than um, a celebrity. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your time and, and your stories and your wisdom and everything. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, this has been amazing. This has been the best podcast or conversation, frankly, I've had um, probably since I started. Wow. You're incredibly open. I love your energy. I love to discuss these things without making it a competition. It's not a competition. It's it's ideas. It's an exchange of ideas. It's, it's, it's examining what we believe. And here's the thing, and I make my students do this. If you cannot explain or support what you're doing, why are you doing it? Not in a rude way, but I can explain why I'm doing mediumship. I can explain why I believe in mediumship. I can explain the experiences I've had in mediumship, but that doesn't mean that other people's experiences are not important as well. Does that make sense? I don't want to discredit them by pushing myself up. So, Brilliant. yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And Everybody that's listening to the show or watching the show, please go out of your way to check out Mariana and everything she does online. I think it's brilliant. And uh, yeah, excited to see what you do in the future. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I, this has been amazing. And if you're manifesting friend, if you ever want to have a three-way podcast, I'm down for it. <laughs> there you go, Vilma. <laughs> that's the second right. podcast you've been you've been invited to. <laughs> oh, wow. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to all the listeners of the Christian Reef podcast, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Make sure to leave me a review on of the show on Podchaser, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review, you can leave a rating, 
please wherever you listen to the show leave us a review leave us a comment it really really helps with the show if you're listening to it on youtube subscribe like share leave a comment all of that jazz and uh yeah also you can get access to exclusive bonus content and support me and everything that i do here on patreon patreon.com slash christian read thank you so much for watching for listening and as always guys be safe be well see you in the next one <laughs>